Now, when it comes to your IRA, don't forget your RMDs. You also need to think about your FRA, LTC, and FEHB. No one wants to listen to another boring financial show. That's why Alicia and Josh Lewis and Chuck Lehman created the NOCO Retirement Report as a way to break down the complex world of retirement planning to something that's simple and easy to understand and have some fun while doing it. Here's the Lehman Lewis team with the NOCO Retirement Report. Well, it's been a disruptive few years with the pandemic. Uh, surging inflation, volatility in the market, tax increases on the horizon. So what can you do to protect your retirement savings? Well, Josh Lewis is solo today. Later on in the program, Alicia and Chuck will join us. But we're going to walk you through some of the tips right here on the NOCO Retirement Report today. Thanks for joining us, Northern Colorado. This is the NOCO Retirement Report, along with Josh Lewis. Solo today, I'm Bruce Steinbrock. You can reach the Lehman Lewis Financial Group team anytime at 970-446-1234 or on the web at lehmanlewisresources.com. Josh, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. It's uh, great to be here. Great to be with all of you. So I don't feel so lonely after all. <laughs> exactly. So Chuck and Alicia will be along in a little bit uh, later on the program, but we're going to—it's it's, going to be uh, Josh chat today here on, on the show. Now, some this week in history, Josh, because I know you're you're kind of a history buff. You're our nerds, your numbers nerd, and all of that. So uh, President Dwight D. Eisenhower signed into law an amendment to Social Security that provided wider coverage. It extended benefits to 10 million additional Americans, including those who were self-employed. So you can thank uh, Ike for, uh, for that benefit. And then in 1969, the first ATM was installed in the United States, started dispensing cash at Chemical Bank in New York. So we can, we can uh, say happy anniversary or birthday or whatever to the ATM find that remarkable it doesn't seem like it should be that old to be honest i didn't think so either i would have guessed maybe sometime in the like 80s or something like that that the ATM right. came about around. when they started phasing out phone booths <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right so we want to share some tips today on the show to help protect retirement savings before we get into that though josh september is life insurance awareness month so how can life insurance help play a part in an overall retirement savings strategy? A lot of different ways, honestly. You know, I think uh, all too often life insurance sort of gets pigeonholed into this, you know, in case I die, you know, unexpectedly, I need some life insurance. And while that was true for a large part of, you know, kind of the American population, a lot of people's mindsets, they were looking at it more from this perspective of, you know, if I die and I leave my wife and three kids you know, alone, am I going to be able to pay off the mortgage and put the little tykes through college sort of uh, mindset? And now life insurance is just such a dramatically more versatile tool than it used to be, say, 20 or 30 years ago. So when we talk about using life insurance for retirement planning, sure, part of that conversation comes back to how much debt do you have? What do you have to pay off? Is an income going to go away for my surviving spouse? You know, do I have kids who might need to be taken care of for a period of time? Because as we all progress through life, also those needs are going to start to change, right? When your kids get grown up and start having their own families, 
you're not worried about providing for them as much as you are your surviving spouse. So that's where we look at life insurance and kind of filling in some of maybe those gaps within your plan, like picking up a, a loss in social security income or maybe a reduction in a pension benefit. But we're also using life insurance to address other future use things like long-term care expenses, which you know is probably one of the larger concerns of most retirees in the U.S. of how to pay for that as well as how to maintain some tax efficiency that goes along with it. So ultimately, you know, there's all these different sort of functionalities that we look at as well as things like tax-free income in retirement of using the cash value within our life insurance to help offset, you know, maybe some income that we need to generate. So when we talk about life insurance, there's so much more than just this future death benefit that we have associated with it, but also implementing that in with all the rest of our sort of retirement planning. This is the NOCO Retirement Report, talking today with Josh Lewis. Alicia Lewis and Chuck Lehman will be along on the program a little bit later on, and we're sharing tips that uh, can help you protect your retirement savings here on the program today. You can reach out to Alicia, Josh, Chuck, the entire team, anytime. The phone number, 970-446-1234. 970-446-1234. Or go to laymanlewisresources.com and click on some of the free guides that are available to you. Will your money last as long as you do? That's a free eight-page guide right there on the on the program page of laymanlewisresources.com. Just enter your information. It'll be a downloadable PDF to you. So, Josh, let's talk about some other strategies that we can consider for protecting our retirement savings. Well, I think, you know, everyone talks about diversification, right? It's the, the really the golden rule of investing, the, the big D, and I don't mean Dallas. <laughs> um, but I think too often, like in practice, people think, oh, I'm diversified. I have, you know, I have stocks and bonds. I have large cap, mid cap, small cap, things like that. And I think they miss the boat in kind of this broader diversification, like looking at things like, do you have something that provides guaranteed income? Do you have something that's going to mitigate, you know, market losses? And I'm and I'm talking beyond like your bond fund too, because what we've seen this year is sort of this move from what traditionally when equities sell off, we usually see the bond market rally because that money's shifting. Well, it's been a little bit of interesting year where bonds haven't provided as much downside protection as what you know I think your more traditional investor has become accustomed to over that period of time. So that's a big part of it is looking at true diversification, maybe owning some real tangible assets also. Um, obviously, real estate has been a really great diversification tool here in the last year. But when we talk about kind of mitigating risk and protecting your retirement savings, I think a lot of it comes back to the plan, right? As you say, people looking ahead now and addressing those things that may or may not happen in the future. And part of that comes down to like what we would call a financial forecast, right? Where, you know, we all we all love to see the five-day forecast, see when it might rain and when we can do fun things outside. But your retirement sort of needs to, you know, take on a similar role of looking at how long does this money need to last me, right? For a lot of people, we're talking upwards of 30 plus years. So looking at what what could we kind of spend down over that period of time? And in order to do that, we need something that most people don't have and don't want to spend the time making, and that is a budget, right? 
So as fun of an exercise as it is, it's paramount to looking at how long your money's going to last. So if you don't know where all of your money's going, it's going to be hard to try to put a figure on that and look at what your spend down might be. We got to take that budget and index it for inflation as well. You know, you think about the last, say, 10 years, inflation wasn't a big concern. And then all of a sudden, you know, it marches down from, you know, like a beast from the hillside. <laughs> and all of a sudden people are like, oh, my gosh, inflation is really eating into my, you know, elective spending. And, you know, I'd never really thought it was going to be a problem. Well, your budget should have taken that into account. So if you do need an increase, you can take that on. So um, looking at kind of how that's going to work out, right? And what's reasonable, looking at when your debts are going to be paid off. If you're still carrying a mortgage on your house or maybe some car payments or an RV payment, things like that, factoring that into your budget to then look at, hey, when this debt gets paid off, my elective budget, you know, my spending can now go up because I have this bigger difference. So um, that's important looking at social security also, right? Where that's a huge segment of your income for a lot of people, typically say 25 to 35% of someone's income. So looking at how you're taking benefits, how your spouse is taking benefits, and then looking at that in conjunction with your IRA accounts and when you have to take required minimum distribution. So there's all these different things to consider, you know, and it even goes like to the point of having an emergency fund. How much cash do you have in the bank? What's the likelihood your furnace is going to go out in the next three to five years? You know, some really practical things to consider and making sure a lot of those things are addressed. Long-term care, you know, plays a big part in that as well. Oh, no doubt. In fact, the roadmap for your retirement plan, in fact, you can sit down and, and work with the team at uh, Lehman Lewis and put together your very own retirement roadmap. It addresses income, investments, taxes, health care, long-term care, and uh, legacy planning. In fact, I want to delve into healthcare and long-term care and taxes uh, because, Josh, let's face it, those at times can get overlooked when you're thinking about retirement. Absolutely, right? I don't think anybody's clamoring to think, you know, let's consider these worst-case scenarios of me going into a long-term care facility. You <laughs> no, know, not I, exactly. We humans don't tend to think about things like that or don't necessarily want to think about things like that. But when you start reading some of the statistics and averages, you know, you can uh, a person over 65 can reasonably expect to spend somewhere in the neighborhood of about 285 to $300,000 in their lifetime on expenses, you know, due to medical. So it's a huge, huge number. And if you're not accounting for that, you know, where is that money going to come from? And so obviously when we plan for investing, we want to make sure we have some liquid money available to use for that. But then beyond that, we also want to make sure, hey, do we have other contingencies to address the cost of long-term care? Because when you start looking at the likelihood of going into a long-term care situation, it's pretty high. You know, it's about a 50% shot, as well as the fact that it's pretty expensive, depending on, you know, how nice of a place you want. You could expect to spend somewhere today eighty to one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year for that period of time. And most people on average end up spending about three years there. So obviously you can kind of do the math there and realize, gosh, that's a heck of a lot of money. So you want to make sure that you're doing things to take that into consideration. Where I think a lot of the pitfalls are with that is when people go, well, I'm going to self-insure. I have enough money to cover that, you know, yeah, it would be detrimental to my assets, but I, I, it wouldn't, you know, blow up my whole plan. 
And too often, most of these folks have all their money in like a qualified retirement plan. So if IRA, 401k, things like that. So what they're looking at is they're saying, okay, well, if it costs, you know, three to $400,000, I have that money. But they don't ever think about, well, gosh, if I need $100,000 in order to pay for long-term care, I'm actually going to have to take a gross distribution of, say, upwards $130,000 to pay the IRS and then to net that $100,000. So, of course, you're going to do whatever it takes for your loved one who needs you know, this health care and access to long-term care, whatever it might be. And all of a sudden, you're building up this big tax liability. You're likely moving up in a tax bracket, and there's a good chance you're going to spend more on your Medicare Part B premiums after all that's over. So again, not having a tax plan to go along with how you're going to pay for that, it's going to end up costing you 30 40 50% more over that period of time. So you really got to look at how all those things are going to work together and what, what that's also going to leave the surviving spouse with, because again, it's a huge, huge expense. And then you got to add the taxes on top of that. Folks, are you prepared for 30 years of expenses and taxes and all of that in your retirement income plan? If the answer is no, you need to get some advice, get some help. And the Lehman Lewis Financial Group team would love to be that help with you. The phone number, 970-446-1234. 970-446-1234. On the web at laymanlewisresources.com. And we'll continue the NOCO Retirement Report right after this. Three generations. Hey, it's Jimmy Lakey. When Lehman Lewis Financial Group says they are a family-owned and operated company, they mean it. Years ago, Grandpa Lehman started it. His son Chuck built on it and continued it. And now Alicia and her husband Josh Lewis have joined in to continue the family tradition of helping others find happiness in retirement. If that's what you're looking for in a financial professional, a family-oriented business that treats their clients like, well, family, then give Lehman Lewis Financial Group a call. 970-519-2212. Chuck, Alicia, and Josh say it all the time. It's not about the accounts, the numbers, or the products, but rather it's about the people. Three generations of doing things the right way. Join the Lehman Lewis family today. 970-519-2212. That's 970-519-2212. Jimmy Lakey is not a client of Lehman Lewis Financial Group and was paid for the promotion. Firm offers insurance services. Who will get your things when you're gone? Discover what options you have to make sure your wishes are carried out by getting Lehman Lewis Financial Group's free estate planning guide by texting GIFT to 970-446-1234. That's GIFT to 970-446-1234. Well, there's no way to truly prepare for something as devastating as death of a spouse. It's important to realize that you probably will not be able you know, capably make solid financial decisions when you're in a grief period. And that's why we want to spend some time today here on the NOCO Retirement Report talking about some of the steps that you should and really do need to take if this happens to you. And more often than not, folks, it's when it happens to you. And how can you make sure that you and your spouse are on the same page right now with your finances so that someone isn't left with tough decisions to make when this situation happens. Alicia, Chuck, Josh, you know, obviously this isn't um, 
you know, the subject that everybody wants to address, but it is one of the things that you address when uh, individuals and couples come in and sit down and talk with you about the, the entire retirement plan. Because, again, we don't know when it's coming, but we do know that life after us is coming. And I, I know over the years, you've all dealt with it. You've dealt with losing great clients, uh, but being there for the other uh, tremendous clients that are the spouses or the family of these folks and knowing that the plan is in place that, uh, again, there are some situations that they don't have to, to you know, truly worry about because it's been planned for. But uh, I guess just talk through some of those um, personal things that have happened because when you're in business that you are, the, these are the, the tough conversations that you've had, but also the, the situations you've helped people through. You know, and as you were talking, I, my mind was going back to all these situations of clients that we've lost or, you know, where they've come in and, and we've sat down around a table and, and you know, have told us that, uh, you know, he's going to pass away soon. And, you know, we sit around a table and all of us cry. I mean, because they're friends. And I think that a lot of it, too, is just sitting down and and a big part of that is the relationship, right? We we are not a transactional firm. We are a relational firm. And so it's not just working with one spouse. It's working with both of them and making sure that they both know what is happening in their plan. And so, um, again, the relationship piece is huge because then we can sit down. We can have, you know, that good cry, if you will. And then say, all right, we're going to, we're going to help you walk through this. Um, and we typically have a list for, of things that, Hey, these are the things that you need to do that we can't do for you, but we're going to take everything off your plate that we possibly can. But there's just a few calls that we, you know, we don't have access to be making for you and, uh, just helping them through that process because, there is surprisingly a lot that needs to be done when you lose a spouse, and we always want to make sure that everything is done properly and um, so that, you know, the the living spouse is um, getting all the money that they should be getting, whether it's through Social Security, pension, all those things. But also there's there's a lot of things that people just don't think about that, oh, my goodness, I have to – um, do this, this, and this. And that's where, again, we come in so we can sit down with them and, and give them that list and take the burden off of them and, and let them know that, hey, uh, um, a burden shared is a burden. What is the saying? A burden shared is a, oh man, lighter I forgot burden. the saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a lighter burden. Yeah. But again, I, I just think that the relationship piece there is the really big part. I mean, we had, we had a client uh, pass away several weeks ago, and the spouse called us first. I mean, called us first, and it was just like, hey, what an honor and a privilege. Um, but again, that just shows the relationship that, that we hold with the people that we work with. And that's, yeah. again, that's why we do what we do. Folks, again, it is a relational business. It is family. I mean, you, Alicia, Chuck, and Josh are, are family, but Jeff is as well. Uh, Carrie, everybody that works at Lehman Lewis, they want you to feel like you're part of the Lehman Lewis family. If you would like to have this kind of relationship, reach out today, 970-446-1234. Now, the World Health Organization says that women tend to live between six and eight years longer than men on average. So that means that 
not every time, but most of the time, wives are going to outlive their husbands. I've seen it with my own mom. My my dad's been gone for, you know, uh, good grief, 15 plus years. So how do you help couples understand the reality uh, with their financial planning and preparing for another spouse? So this is kind of one of those statistics I think a lot of people know. You know, they, they understand women typically live longer, but I don't think they actually address that, right? It's one of those things of like, yeah, I, I've heard that, I've read that, and, you know, what does that actually mean? And a lot of times, I think, you know, when we meet with families initially, a lot of times it's a husband who's kind of driving in the in the finance department, and they, you know, handle a lot of those sorts of things. And a lot of times they say, oh, my wife really isn't interested in finances. She doesn't want to come to the meeting. You know, she doesn't know a lot about it. And sort of our reaction is like, well, that's great. Today's the day she's going to learn yeah. because – it's so important that they're looped in on those meetings, that they understand the process behind what we do and kind of the, the why to the what with, you know, the whole planning process so that when that does happen, the wife is already up to speed. She might not be as involved as the husband, but she already knows kind of the general process, understands all of those things that goes with it so that there is a lot easier transition. So, you know, Statistically, when, when the wife becomes the widow, she understands, hey, I, I have this financial plan. I might not understand all the details amazingly, but I get the idea behind it. And I think ultimately it's kind of that thing that we always like to address early on and look at, hey, what does this look like when one person passes away and we put that plan together? You know, and uh, a lot of times we find that when they, the spouse comes in, it's because they're, uh, you know, it's usually their husband's taking care of everything and, and they feel like they just don't understand it. And so many times after meeting with us and going over their plan and everything, they're like, gosh, you guys, I, I, this is the first time anyone's ever explained this to me in terms that I understand it. And you're not talking over my head. You're not making me feel like, oh, you're just a spouse that doesn't know what's going on. And, you know, and that that always makes me feel good that um, I always tell them I'm giving it to you in layman's terms. And, you know, it always gets a giggle. But they they say, you're absolutely right. You, you put this on the board. You made it visual for me. I understand it. And, and so many times they walk away and the husband will say, Thanks for doing that. You know, now I feel like she is more involved. And I just, I love to see how many uh, women are taking that step of saying, I want to be a part of this. And more and more, we are seeing that more and more. And, you know, women do control a lot of the money in the United States. And it's, it is, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud when women do get in, involved. I think that it's just, it's awesome. And, um, yeah, I just, I love it. Folks, uh, Alicia, Chuck, and Josh have a free guide for you. It's on the website, laymanlewisresources.com. Look for the estate planning guide. It's a downloadable guide. Get you uh, educated. And then I'm, I'm sure we'll spawn some questions, ones that you can reach out and ask of Alicia, Chuck, Josh, Jeff, the entire Layman Lewis team. That estate planning guide is found at Layman lewisresources.com. Click on the estate planning guide, enter your name and your email address. It'll be a downloadable PDF courtesy of Alicia, Chuck, and Josh in the Lehman Lewis Financial Group team. This is the NOCO Retirement Report along with Alicia, Chuck, and Josh. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. So there are some first step things that uh, if something happens to our spouse, 
that we there are kind of two scenarios one you things that you do need to act quickly on and other things that you do want to take some time and, and slow down and and really make sure you're intentional uh, alicia's word of the year uh so let's talk through uh some of those things and some of the connections that you all have to help people you know in planning for this process Yep, absolutely. And a lot of people do call us pretty directly. Um, Clients, uh, even people who aren't clients that have heard us talk about this, whether it be on the radio or some of our uh, TV shows, Um, it could be even in some of our educational programs that we hold that when we are talking about these things, they they hear us and they say, okay, I'm going to call them. And, um, you know, so for the people that are clients of ours, a lot of times we do say, okay, let's get with your attorney and clients of ours. We do work very, very closely with, uh, their attorney. A lot of times, even, uh, as we're going through the retirement planning process and creating their plan, we are talking to their attorney. We want to make sure that they have a team behind them. So that's, that's one thing that we always say, let's call your attorney. Um, absolutely, uh, contact social security administration and, whatever payment is the larger they get to keep and, um, you know, sending, getting the death certificates. Um, you know, that's something that we handle. We say, okay, we need, you need to get X amount of copies of death certificates. Um, because as soon as we get those death certificates, we're going to make sure that those are sent to the financial institutions, um, and the credit agencies and IRS and all of that. That's one thing that we always say that's probably the first thing that you should do is get copies of the death certificates um, because that does take probably a week, I'm guessing, maybe not quite a week. But, you know, and I I think that the quicker you can do that, the quicker you can, um, you know, get money from financial institutions and things like that. And then there are some things that, you know, you can kind of act a little bit slower on, right? You can make sure that, you know, in any huge, big financial decisions, um, we really encourage people to wait six months to a year. Um, if somebody passes away and, and their spouse is like, I'm selling the house right now, you know, typically we say, let's pump the brakes so that you're making decisions not in, a, in an emotional state, Um, let's, let's get through these first couple of months because there is, you know, the grieving process and other, you know, stuff that needs to get done. We don't ever want anybody to make a hasty decision and then regret it later. So there are Hmm. some things that we, you know, we recommend. And then, you know, we, we always want to make sure that their family, the family that is close to them can also be involved, right? Because if, you know, a son or a daughter wants to come into some of these meetings, we say, absolutely, let's, let's get your family involved with this um, so that they can know what's going on and know that mom or dad or whoever is the one left living is taken care of. And they feel good about that as well. Reach out to Alicia, Chuck, Josh, start the conversation today at 970 970- Four four six one two three four nine seven zero four four six one two three four or on the web at laymanlewisresources.com. The NOCO Retirement Report continues right after this. 
ready to take control of your future? Register now for one of Lehman Lewis Financial Group's upcoming dinner seminars by texting RSVP to 970-446-1234. That's RSVP to 970-446-1234. Hey, it's Jimmy Lakey. How much do you have saved for retirement? Now cut that number in half. That's the impact inflation could have on your retirement. Have you thought about how that will affect your retirement plans? If not, you should. Recently, we've seen inflation well over 5%. But even at the historical average of 3%, the value of your savings will be cut in half in 20 years. So what can you do? Start by getting a free booklet from Lehman Lewis Financial Group. It will help you understand how inflation could impact you and show you simple ways to prepare for it. Get this booklet to discover five easy steps to help prevent inflation from impacting your retirement dream. To get your copy of this free booklet from Lehman Lewis Financial Group, call 970-519-2212. That's 970-519-2212. I am not a client of Lehman Lewis Financial Group and am paid for the promotion. Firm offers insurance investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. It's the NOCO Retirement Report, along with Alyssa, Chuck, and Josh. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. Today, we've been discussing what to do with your finances after your spouse passes. And guys, uh, again, this isn't a subject everybody's really excited to talk about, but it, I, I think once the conversation starts and it's understanding that it's taking care of the one who's you know, still alive and uh, family members and how you navigate these things, um, it breaks down some barriers. And, and I think once you open up the lines of communication, people are more willing to talk through this because they understand it's, it's something that is coming. You just doesn't, don't know when, uh, you know, it's unlikely that both spouses pass at the same time. So how do you help ensure that the surviving spouse is going to have enough to live on? Yeah, that's a great question. Again, this kind of comes back to that planning part and looking at, you know, what the budget is, what the assets are, and how all of those get distributed over time. And a lot of different things kind of play into that, whether it's social security benefits, pensions, um, life insurance, all of these things. So when we start looking at kind of that planning aspect, we always look at things like, what does this translate to when one of you passes away? What's that social security benefit going to be? What's the survivor benefit on your pension? Um, how do those IRAs come over? If there's a, more than a 10-year age difference, there's some different rules that go with that. So again, it's really that big picture planning part of looking at how the assets go out, but again, also looking back at the tax liability that goes with it because you know you look at married filing jointly, that's really the most advantaged kind of way to file your taxes. And then all of a sudden you're gonna be a single filer and that's going to increase your tax liability also. So there's a lot of different pragmatic steps to look at to make sure, hey, you know, do we have contingencies in place if, you know, Mr. passes away first? What does it look like if Mrs. passes away first? So again, kind of looking at two, two ends of the spectrum there and then making sure it's going to all be taken care of in an efficient possible manner. Again, Alicia, Chuck, and Josh have a free guide for you on the website, laymanlewisresources.com. It's the estate planning guide. Just uh, go there and scroll over to the estate planning guide, click on it, enter your name and email address. It'll be a downloadable PDF to you, courtesy of Alicia, Chuck, and Josh and the Layman Lewis Financial Group. That's at laymanlewisresources.com, the free estate planning guide. 
All right, so let's talk about some income situations. Josh, you just brought it up. If something happens to one spouse and, and you're the surviving spouse, uh, there are things like pensions you need to think about, social security payments. As you talked about, the implications tax-wise, you go from a married filing jointly to a single-payer uh, tax household. So there are truly some things that you have to uh, get your mind wrapped around and also plan for moving forward. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I think that this is where people love slash maybe hate this conversation a little bit because it is one of those situations, a conversation we don't really want to have about planning. What does it look like if, um, you know, husband dies or if wife dies and we always look at that when we are doing planning, you know, if somebody has a pension, we're always looking at what would be the best pension, um, you know, to take, would it be no survivor benefit, hundred percent, 50%, 75, all those options. Um, and we're running the numbers on those. And I think that it's important to know those numbers so that when either one of the spouses passes away, the other one knows I'm going to be okay financially and I'm going to be okay tax wise. Because I mean, like you said, all these things work together. You know, you pay more taxes when you are filing single. And so we have to take that into consideration. We want to make sure that your income is, you're not going to outlive your income. You're not going to outlive your portfolio. And, um, a lot of that again has to do with having a plan, having, making sure that you have, um, you know, that you, that we have looked over these numbers so that we can help make a plan if there isn't enough money. And I think many times this is overlooked and unfortunately, many times it's overlooked in our industry as well. Everybody likes to say, oh, you'll be fine. But will they be fine if one of the spouses passes away? And that's where we look at it and say, mm, we have a little bit of a gap here. We need to make sure that this is planned for. And, um, you know, sometimes it is making a completely new retirement plan when people come over to us because it's never been planned for. Again, the phone number 970 Four four six one two three four to reach out to the Lehman Lewis team. Now, Chuck, what do we need to know about life insurance as a tool that can help make sure that our spouse, uh, again, or you know, let's say it's the the kids that are left, and you know the the last parent has passed, that that everybody is getting what was intended to come to them. Uh, how can life insurance be used as a tool? You know, life insurance, and I've been in this industry for so long, and I actually started uh, with Prudential, and life insurance was my main bread and butter. And it was, you know, I was working with people that were my age in their 20s and 30s saying, hey, you know, if something happens to you, uh, your your wife needs to have the house paid off, kids need to go to college, you know, because your income's gone and all this stuff. And as people get older, they're thinking, oh, you know, mortgage is paid off. Kids aren't living at home. So they say, we don't need life insurance anymore. And sometimes they don't. But, you know, the, the real issue is, is that life insurance, it can be that thing that picks up that 
uh, income like the Social Security. You're, you know, you're living on both your Social Securities, and then one of you passes away, you get the highest of the two, but you're still losing, uh, you know, in, in some instances, in most, you know, twenty four, twenty five thousand bucks a year. So it's like you need to be able to look at it and say, do I need life insurance to replace some income? Or, you know, uh, if I have life insurance, can I ha- have a higher payout option on my pension uh, so we can enjoy that money now, knowing that when we, uh, you know, if we pass away, the life insurance is going to pick that up? Or, you know, one that just came to my head was a person that, you know, had everything in, in the market. And he says, I like the market, but I know that if something happens to me and the market's down, this could really hurt my wife. So he bought life insurance saying, you know, if the market goes completely tipsy-turvy and I pass away, she still has the same amount that was in the market in the life insurance. And you take this, you know, going another step with this. A lot of people use life insurance not just for the death benefit, but in the event that one of them needs long-term care, home health care, assisted living, end up at, you know, the in, in a nursing home. Nobody wants to think about it. And nursing home insurance is expensive. And if you don't use it, you lose it. So life insurance can be used. You can take the death benefit out on a yearly basis to use for long-term care. And if you don't, well, they're tax-free inheritance to your family. There's so many ways that life insurance, uh, you know, it's morphed into a, an asset class and not just life insurance over the last 20 years. And when we show people this, I, I'm, I'm going to say 95% of the people, their eyes just like, gosh, I was never aware of that. They've never been given that option of how it can be used in their Retirement plan, death planning, life planning, long-term care planning. And again, the option you're never given is the option you'll never take. Don't you know what don't you want to know what all your options are? This is the NOCO Retirement Report along with Alicia Chuck and Josh and Bruce Steinbrock. And Alicia and Josh, this is I, I will say I operated under this myth, this assumption. And Chuck, you can certainly weigh in on this as well. Probably until I was about forty. I mean you think um you know, from the time you start working, you start paying into Social Security. And so often we operate under myths. Where do they come from? Who knows? It's something we assumed we've heard at some point in time around the water cooler or wherever. And that's it. You know, I pay into Social Security and my wife's been paying into Social Security. Well, you know, when one of us passes, you know, both those Social Securities just keep coming until, you know, you're both gone. Well, no, that's not exactly how it works. And it wasn't until I was probably 40 that I stopped operating under that myth. And I think sometimes, again, people that don't seek advice operate under myths like that. And those are ones that can really hamper you when one spouse passes away. If you're only operating under a myth and you've never sought you know, counsel or advice in this area. That's exactly right. And it's kind of an interesting dynamic. Um, You know, myths are funny. You think of that term like a lie repeated often enough becomes the truth. (laughs) And I think a lot of times we have these preconceived notions or we're like, yeah, I read that somewhere, you know, just like you said. And then pretty soon we start making decisions based on that. And then we end up setting ourselves up, you know, kind of for failure in a lot of ways. And You know, it's important to recognize that the higher of the two Social Security benefits is the benefit that will remain. So looking at that, you know, one spouse dies, 
that benefit's gone, right? They might get the larger one, but it really kind of depends on how that's structured. If you're getting a spousal benefit, your husband passes away, you're going to now start receiving his benefit. So it's important to recognize kind of when you're filing for Social Security and you're putting together that strategy, just because you can get it at 62 and people go, well, you know, what's what's the uh, the deal breaker here? When am I going to break even on this? How long does it take between, you know, 62, 67, 70, all those different ages. When you start running those numbers, typically you're going to break even right around life expectancy. So that's where it becomes paramount to look at what does this translate to for my spouse? Does it make sense for me to take it earlier or does it make sense for me to wait because my spouse, maybe they don't have an earnings record and they're going to be completely reliant on you having a larger social security benefit. So, so much of that, you know, planning really needs to look at more than just how much can I get? When can I get it? And what's the best bang for the buck? You got to look at it long-term to make sure your spouse is in a good place. And if you do take it early, what's your contingency plan that you predecessor early on and you never reach that break-even point? So a lot of things to consider before you pull the trigger on that because you know now a lot of those decisions are irreversible to a certain degree. And Alicia, when you guys are running these tables in front of people and putting the real world scenarios in front of them, we have about a minute left in this segment. It really is providing that information to them. And I'm guessing you've had some eye-opening experiences right there in front of you. Absolutely. We've had some tough conversations um, and we've had some really great conversations. I think it it comes back to um, we're not, we're not here to sugarcoat anything. We're here to help people have success in retirement. And so that does take hard conversations sometimes. And, but again, I think more than anything, people knowing where they're at and what they need to do to get in the right place, then it's up to them because at the end of the day, up the, up to them to decide, do I want to move forward and um, get this uh, retirement plan in place so that I can have success? Or am I going to brush this under the rug and procrastinate? And that's what we, we never want people to do that because again, that's, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. And so um, we want to make sure that you are planning to succeed and Doing that means doing some of the hard work with us. Um, we're, we're doing a lot of the hard work, a, a lot of the heavy lifting, but making sure that you have a plan. Reach out today, 970-446-1234, or you can text the word VISIT to that same number. Text VISIT or call 970-446-1234. On the web, it's Lehman Lewis Resources. We'll continue the NOCO Retirement Report right after this. Who will get your things when you're gone? Discover what options you have to make sure your wishes are carried out by getting Lehman Lewis Financial Group's free estate planning guide by texting GIFT to 970-446-1234. That's GIFT to 970-446-1234. Three generations. Hey, it's Jimmy Lakey. When Lehman Lewis Financial Group says they are a family-owned and operated company, they mean it. Years ago, Grandpa Lehman started it. His son Chuck built on it and continued it. And now Alicia and her husband Josh Lewis have joined in to continue the family tradition of helping others find happiness in retirement. If that's what you're looking for in a financial professional, a family-oriented business that treats their clients like, well, family, then give Lehman Lewis Financial Group a call. 
970-519-2212. Chuck, Alicia, and Josh say it all the time. It's not about the accounts, the numbers, or the products, but rather it's about the people. Three generations of doing things the right way. Join the Lehman Lewis family today. 970-519-2212. That's 970-519-2212. Jimmy Lakey is not a client of Lehman Lewis Financial Group and was paid for the promotion. Firm offers insurance services. This is the NOCO Retirement Report along with Alicia Lewis, Chuck Lehman, and Josh Lewis. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. Now, there are so many big decisions that you have to weigh heading into retirement. We like to take one of those big decisions and really dive into the pros and cons. So this is retirement yay or nay for today's NOCO Retirement Report. So the uh, topic today, guys, is working in retirement. Uh, so yay or nay, do we work in retirement? I think, I think it really depends. Some people work because they have a hobby job or, you know, I, I personally don't know that I would work in retirement, but then again, I don't, I, I might get bored. You never know. Yeah. There's a lot of variables with that. That's tough. I think it depends on where you work. You know, I think of like going into Cabela's or Shields, my kids think I'm famous because I know all these people that work there and they're all. <laughs> They're all clients. And what's funny is, you know, when you run into them, almost, I would say 98% of them, they all tell me what the uh, employee discount is and that they get to talk about fishing or shooting or whatever all day long. They're yeah, like, Alicia might dream be asking, job. So, hey, Josh, where's your paycheck? Because I all we got all this stuff, but we don't we don't have a paycheck to go along right. with. Right, yep. So, well, and it's the social part, too, where they exactly. get to, you know, interact yeah. with yeah. other people that are like-minded with them. And, yeah. It's it's fun. So that's a yay or a nay. It yeah, depends yeah, on the yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's it's good. it's if you have to or if you want to. I think that's really yeah. the, the delineating factor right there. Oof. Very much so. Totally agree. All right. So here's why we're talking about this subject today. A survey by Express Employment Professionals Staffing Agency indicates that 79% of workers between 57 and 75 say that they would rather be semi-retired rather than fully retired. Um, so there are pros and cons that go along with it. You know, much of what you guys talked about, you know, earning a paycheck and, uh, you know, in Josh's case, the discounts at the, at the uh, you know, local store, uh, you know, scale back to part-time hours. If you return to work, you're able to get, you know, health insurance coverage. That m- might be a component of why, you know, the cons would be you still have commitment of showing up and meeting work obligations. Right. Or, they expect just, you to be there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they really? don't just That's a tough one. Higher tax brackets, you know, part-time income all also can adversely affect your Social Security. So let's talk about the pros and cons for those who are thinking about being semi-retired because there are some decisions that you need to make because, uh, again, if you decided to, at 62, punch your Social Security and start taking it without really actually talking through it, and then you're, you know, you retire at 65 but take a part-time job, you're not at full retirement age yet, that can affect your Social Security. Uh, because you didn't plan, because you didn't look into it, all of a sudden you're like, what the heck? Uh, but that's what you guys do is get around the kitchen table and talk through these things. Absolutely right. And I think, you know, all of those things are important part of the discussion, but really nailing down 
why you might want to go back at a part-time job or even some folks a full-time job. So kind of assessing what that, you know, fills in the void, if you will, for a lot of people, but also looking at, hey, what are the potential benefits? What are the potential consequences? And then seeing, you know, kind of what outweighs the other and making sure that, you know, it's still a logical decision that kind of checks all the boxes. And really, you know, if it doesn't check all the boxes, making sure you're aware of all those things too. So again, having that candid conversation of really discussing what that looks like. There was um, a, a really good client of ours who was so excited to retire. And I think she was more excited about the thought of retirement. And and honestly, she didn't think she could retire. She was like, there's no way. So, um, yeah, that's that's a pipe dream. And when we sat down and created her retirement roadmap and said, you can retire. We are all so excited to let her know you can retire. You can do it. Put your notice in, you know. And uh, she came back a couple weeks later and she was like, well, I'm not going to retire, but I went part-time and uh, I couldn't be more happy about it. You know, I've got the hours that I want. I still get to to be um, active in this in this company that she had worked for for many, many years. She said, I, th- I just think I would have missed the people and um, what am I going to do? Go home and, and, you know, just do nothing. And so it's just, it's, again, it all comes back to, are you working because you want to or because you have to? And um, how is that going to affect your plan? And so that's where we kind of sat back down with her and said, okay, well, let's, kind of reconfigure your retirement roadmap since you're not going to need this amount of income and this is how it's going to affect your taxes and all these things. So again, this is where having a team on your side to say, yeah, this works and and here's the adjustments we can we can make to make sure that it works even better for you and being able to bounce those ideas off of each other, I think is just um, such such value. Yeah, and, and again, folks, um, and for our friends in compliance, again, one person's situation is different than another's. And so uh, as we're talking through these, you, you need to have your own situation, um, you know, looked at. But right there, you know, they knew they could retire, but she would, decided to maintain part-time employment. And, you know, I've seen some people do it also for the health care benefit. Maybe they can work uh, 25 or 30 hours. So they back down from full time, but they can still maintain benefits, still not have to be there every day. And so, but they worked through that process and that's the key. Yeah. I think that that is the key. I, you know, and, and we see this a lot too, where we show people, Hey, this is what it looks like. If you retire early, you're going to, you know, before age uh, 65, um, if you're going to retire early, this is how much it's going to cost you for, for health insurance. And, you know, does it work? Does it not work? And even the times that it does work, a lot of times people look at that and say, gosh, I don't, I just don't know if that's worth the, the cost of the health insurance. So there again, it's just weighing those pros and cons and also coming back down to what is it in your situation that you are wanting and needing and how, how does your situation work with retirement or not retiring? And uh, again, that's where it, it is key to have have advice. Have mm-hmm. advice on that. Don't just go into it blindly. By the way, laymanlewisresources.com is the website. Uh, Alicia, Chuck, and Josh are offering you a, a 
free checklist challenge. If you want to start thinking about retirement today, just go to laymanlewisresources.com, click on the checklist challenge. All you have to do is input your name and your email address. It'll be a downloadable PDF emailed to you. That's at laymanlewisresources.com. Click on the checklist challenge and, and start thinking about your retirement today. You can also reach Alicia, Chuck, and Josh at 970-446-1234 if you'd like to start your retirement roadmap. 970-446-1234. All right. So what are some of the factors to make sure that we understand before we decide whether to fully retire or keep working part-time? Are there some key factors? Absolutely. I would say cash flows are paramount. So looking at your budget and then looking at what kind of fixed Hold it, income. hold it, hold it. You're telling me I have to have a budget in retirement? I would say <laughs> you don't have to have it, but it's a heck of a good idea, okay? Because <laughs> here's the thing, you know, when people go, well, do I have enough money to, you know, retire? Well, how much do you spend a month, right? If we don't have that output number, it's kind of hard to figure out, do you have enough? So, you know, that's kind of a building block there of a retirement plan. And it's also important to recognize, hey, do I want to end gainful employment? You know, my primary source of revenue. So looking at what that budget looks like and then seeing kind of maybe where that part-time income fits in. Also, like we've talked about is benefits, right? What are the benefits? How many hours do you have to work? You know, is my spouse able to get on these benefits? Is there maybe even employer plan? Some of those things that might be available to part-time employees. So kind of understanding that, right? Knowing that, hey, if the job is giving me this and the benefits are that, you know, am I willing to exchange my time for those things? Because again, when we talk about working part-time in retirement, for most people, we want this to be elective, right? We want it to be something they want to do. So looking at tax implications, you know, are you, maybe your spouse is still working, but you retired and you're in a higher income tax bracket. Is your part-time uh, wage is going to increase your income to the point that it might increase your Medicare Part B premiums. You know, m will it increase taxes on Social Security? So there's all of these different sort of levers that once one gets pulled, it affects something else over here. So again, sitting down, looking at, hey, what are the costs? What are the benefits? Is that something I want to do? Are, as you guys have done this, and, and Chuck's been doing it for more than 45 years, but you as a team you know, collectively, good grief, you're probably, you know, at a hundred years of, of uh, retirement income planning experience. Do you have a lot of people that still want to work in retirement? And, you know, if so, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, because at some point in time, they're going to just fully retire. But what is the percentage you think of people that still work for a little while, even after they've officially retired from the job? I would probably say... This is a big guess. Yeah, it's a total Thir guess. Thirty-five to forty percent. What, okay. what would you What would you say? Josh? I'd say that's about right. What's interesting about that number, though, is it's people will retire, and then they, you know, they have a couple fun years where they're like, "This is great. I'm doing all this stuff." stuff. Right. Uh -huh. And they're checking stuff off the list, and then they hit this point where they're like, "Okay, well, you know, I've been to Europe. I've done the, you know, and all these things," and they're like, "I might get a job." I might, you know, or I had a client who just started a small business about a month or two ago and she's into graphic design and it's like, I've always thought about this and she's been retired for a few years, but then, you know, wanted something to kind of fulfill her life a little bit more. So I think what's interesting is there's always a little bit of a lag time in there. And, and I think people are kind of figuring out what they want to do. And 
then we usually see people pick up some part-time position after they've been retired for a little while. Or, you know, it might be a, like a more devoted kind of volunteer type position where we see that a lot. So people are still working. They just might not be, you know, compensated in a monetary fashion. Well, and I think a lot of times what we see too is that, you know, people get really, really good at a hobby. And um, then they say, well, you know, I kind of, I mean, I love doing this and I'm really, really good at it. And heck, I might as well, I might as well get paid to support this, this hobby. I, we have uh, a family that we work with that they're really into, she's really into quilting and which is just a lost art. And she's like, I had all these, you know, quilting projects and I love doing it, but then she's like, man, quilting is expensive. It's really expensive. And um, you know, I, I, I love doing it, but I also love selling it because she makes good money selling it. And so this, again, this is, um, it, it comes back to su supporting the hobby, but also she's like, I get to interact with all these different people that had I not started doing this, I never would have been introduced to some of the people that I get to work with. And, um, you know, she's, she's pretty well known in the area. And yeah. online marketplaces make that so uh, easy for yeah. people too. Yeah. You think of like the birth of Etsy, you know, yeah, right. 10 years ago, it was just, you know, the grandmas of the world out quilting or crocheting. And, you know, there wasn't really this outlet for them to really monetize that hobby. So I think now there's so many more different outlets available to just regular people who go, gosh, I've always been interested in this. I'm, you know, I, I'm very talented at it. And now I have an actual outlet to, reap some benefit from that. And it is still that, um, I'm doing it cause I want to not because I have to, it's just this, yeah, fun thing that they get to enjoy and not feel the pressure. Mm. Start your retirement roadmap with the Lehman Lewis team today, 970-446-1234. Your retirement roadmap is from Lehman Lewis, 970-446-1234 on the web at laymanlewisresources.com. Alicia, Chuck, Josh, always uh, uh, just a great time to spend with you. Uh, look forward to it. We'll do it again next week. Sounds great. Right. Could you end up paying too much in taxes when you retire? Find out by getting Lehman Lewis Financial Group's free tax guide by texting tax to 970-446-1234. That's tax to 970-446-1234. This is Alicia Lewis. Thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Hopefully you heard something that is gonna help you plan for your retirement. As always, if you have any specific questions, please feel free to give me a call, 970-446-1234. Again, that's 970-446-1234. So we offered a couple of the free retirement guides. These guides are gonna be really helpful information to prepare for retirement. So if you want to get any of these guides that we talked about today, go to laymanlewisresources.com. That's laymanlewisresources.com. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next week.
firm offers insurance services. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Lehman Lewis Financial Group are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed index products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as a sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Lehman Lewis Financial Group is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Lehman Lewis Financial Group. This radio show is a paid placement. Hey, it's Jimmy Lakey. How much do you have saved for retirement? Now cut that number in half. That's the impact inflation could have on your retirement. Have you thought about how that will affect your retirement plans? If not, you should. Recently, we've seen inflation well over 5%. But even at the historical average of 3%, the value of your savings will be cut in half in 20 years. So what can you do? Start by getting a free booklet from Lehman Lewis Financial Group. It will help you understand how inflation could impact you and show you simple ways to prepare for it. Get this booklet to discover five easy steps to help prevent inflation from impacting your retirement dream. To get your copy of this free booklet from Lehman Lewis Financial Group, call 970-519-2212. That's 970-519-2212. I am not a client of Lehman Lewis Financial Group and have paid for the promotion. Firm offers insurance investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.